you are experiencing HR After Dark, solving the people problems that keep you up at night. We exist to make the people part of business easier for leaders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and business owners of all kinds. And thank you for joining us for HR After Dark. I'm your host, Jada Willis, CEO of Willis HR. Welcome to 2021. We have such a special guest. I mean, I have to say I'm a little biased, but she is my favorite employment and labor attorney. Please welcome back Sheila Willis, an attorney with Fisher Phillips. Welcome, Sheila. Thanks, Jada. Excited to be here. Oh, it's always great to have you. And I think we have plenty to talk about on this episode and this legal update. So some of our clients have actually brought this up, but I think there's some confusion. The FSCRA. So there was a a notice put out that actually it was extended and there's some confusion around, now was it extended for the the paid leave that's provided to employees um, or was it extended for the tax credit? So my interpretation is just the tax credit employers could receive was extended into 2021, but not the paid sick leave. Can you bring some clarity to this? Sure, Jada. So what happened towards the end of 2020 when everyone was looking at the stimulus bill, one of the provisions of the stimulus bill dealt with the FFCRA, among other things. And you are correct. What the stimulus bill did was it extended the tax credit for the FFCRA paid leave through March 31st, 2021. Now your listeners will probably remember this fast and furious legislation that provided paid sick leave to individuals impacted by COVID-19 and school closures. And there was lots of tests and all that, but essentially it boiled down to some paid sick leave. That law that was enacted in April of 2020 was set to automatically sunset on December 31st, 2020. Now there were some negotiation back and forth um, in the legislature about whether it was going to actually be extended and Mm -hmm. it hasn't. But I will say a common theme that you will hear as we talk about these initial legal changes and thoughts for 2021 is wait and see. Uh, Mm -hmm. There have been calls on the Biden administration to look at extending the FFCRA paid leave benefits. But as of now, what that did was only extended the tax benefit. So practically, what does that mean? That means if an employer decides to continue to offer paid leave as if it were under the FFCRA, then that employer can still take advantage of that tax benefit through March 31st of 2021. So that is really going to be a discussion that you want to have um, internally taking partners, including your HR, including your accountant, including your legal counsel to decide what makes sense for your business. And also don't forget the employee relations aspect of this. Mm -hmm. Another thing to think about as you're looking at whether you want to do this is if you are an employer that was already having to provide FMLA leave, you Mm want to make sure that you are clear about what, if any, leave that employee who may have taken some FFCRA leave in 2020, Mm -hmm. do they have any additional FMLA leave left for them in going into 2021. So again, lots of important questions to ask yourself as we're looking at kind of the the fallout and aftermath of the sunset of the FFCRA. 
Yeah. So I really appreciate that. I think that, you know, as an HR professional at Willis HR, my team were really getting the questions of, okay, so I don't have to legally provide this leave. Well, I mean, what should I do? And so, you know, from an HR perspective, we're never going to tell you exactly what to do. We're going to give you our recommendation. It's a business decision. But the one thing I am saying is be consistent, right? Don't pick and choose who you want to ultimately, which one of your employees you want to allow to take this leave and then say you deny someone else. Um, that leads to greater problems, right? Absolutely. And as we see the FFCRA litigation, well, let's just say the general COVID-19 litigation that is coming out of this, a good portion of it relates to the application of the FFCRA leave and employers who are doing it wrong, not doing it consistently, not doing it at all. Um, So you do want to make sure consistently. Consistency is key. Absolutely. So that makes sense. I think we're going to still continue to get some some questions there. And a little bit later, as we even end the episode, we'll make sure that you have our contact information if you have further questions. But this is evolving, right? As you mentioned, this will continue to evolve. I, I believe that our transition of presidency will also impact what could happen uh, for employers and the guidance. But I guess any other legal trends that you're seeing at the beginning of this year or even what you see for 2021? Well, so another interesting thing that ended 2020 that has been kind of at the forefront of 2021 and at the forefront of people's minds is the vaccine. What are we doing about the vaccine? How do we get it? When are we getting it? Can we force our employers to get it? Our employees to get it. How do we handle the vaccine process? Now, it's really important to note that the EEOC has said that employers can mandate that their employees get the vaccine only under certain circumstances. So you want to be very careful that you are not just uh, mandating them to get the vaccine and they're not, you know, an immediate threat to themselves or the, or the public. So there are very particular circumstances. There's some ADA concerns about reasonable accommodations. There's also some religious discrimination concerns. If you have employees that you decide to mandate that they take the vaccine and they have disability concerns or religious concerns and objections to the vaccine. So as you're looking at this vaccine rollout, which is currently in different phases, you can check the CDC's website to see what the different categories are of the phases and then what your particular state's rollout strategy is in terms of those phases to see. But the vaccine is really something that is kind of at the forefront. Again, and that's something that's a a healthy dose, no pun intended, and balance of your employee relations concerns, your employee safety concerns, Absolutely. and your general thoughts about the pandemic. Everyone is very anxious to get back to a state of normalcy with working and whatnot. And the vaccine is kind of the first thing that's been on our horizon Absolutely. that really can provide some hope to people out there. But it does come with some interesting challenges. Yes, And I will say um, in terms of, you know, other legal trends for 2021, the big thing kind of is to wait and see, right? Mm -hmm. This is an unusual, unique, Mm -hmm. unprecedented transition in presidential administrations. And there are still a lot of open cabinet positions. There's still a lot of decisions to be made. 
There are a lot of calls on President Biden's administration to undo some of the works of the of the Trump administration. And so be on the lookout for changes. Historically, the first 100 days of a presidency are important and they have a lot of flurry of activity. And so, you know, it's hard to predict what is going to happen. We can think, oh, these are historic democratic potential positions, but we really don't know what is in store. We can probably expect some changes on the FLSA front. We can probably expect some changes in terms of the um, the various laws. But I mm-hmm. will say something that has been touted by Uh, the EEOC and the Office of Federal Contract Compliance Programs, the OFCCP that handles discrimination concerns with federal contractors and affirmative action. Both of those agencies have had record recoveries under the Trump administration for discrimination matters. So anyone who was thinking or feeling Mm -hmm. that our discrimination enforcement agencies were not you know, working as hard, yeah, actively as engaged, engaged in complete the, opposite. That is not the case. They not have the had case. some record recoveries. And so I and think- And what does that mean? I think that that our, our listeners, a record, like a recovery. So recovery is if one of these agencies decides to sue an employer mm-hmm. on behalf of their employee based on a particular discriminatory action, when they recover funds- Yep. And they sue the employer exactly. and they win. Plain and simple. <laughs> they are recovering funds. And so what I can think is that our enforcement agencies are going to continue to be enforcing at high rates, if not higher, under the Biden administration. So it's really, really important that you are doing your best at your basics. What are your policies and procedures? I love now? that. Wait, wait, wait. Let's hold on. Time out. Doing your best at your basics. Is that what you said? That is. Ah, I like that. Now, okay, yeah, explain for our listeners. What does that mean? Sometimes when we are working, it is often very easy to forget some of the basic best practices that we have to make sure that our organizations are running smoothly, that our employees are engaged, that our managers are supervising accurately. And you don't want to ever forget that. It's very easy. Our worlds have turned upside down in the last Gosh, it's almost been a year now that we've been in this pandemic world. And it's easy to forget some of those basics, but you want to make sure that your bases are covered, that you're following your anti-discrimination policies, that if there are complaints that you're investigating, you're taking remedial measures, you're documenting uh, things that are happening. That HR side, documentation, (laughs) documentation. You want to make sure that, again, you're doing your best at your basics. Uh, I love that. I think that's such good information. Unfortunately, we're running out of time, but I just, I really appreciate you joining us. I know that it is going to be an interesting year and I have high hopes, but I know, I hope that you'll join us and you'll actually come back and, and speak to our listeners. Can you, can you do that? Can you guarantee that? Well, as a lawyer, the answer is always, it depends, but I will try my absolute hardest to come back and speak to your listeners. It has been a pleasure as always. Oh, thank you so much, Sheila Willis. And how do our listeners, how do these leaders, employers get in touch with you if they need an employment and labor attorney, if they have questions, uh, how do they reach you? So I work at Fisher Phillips. 
my email address is swillis at fisherphillips.com. So if anyone has any questions or need anything, just let me know. All right. Fantastic. And I'll also put Sheila's information in the description. We'll make sure that we're sharing this. But obviously, if you have any questions related to HR matters or otherwise, please get in touch. Visit us at willishr.com or even email us at info at willishr. I'm so excited about this year. I know we have a lot to do, but guess what? We're going to be doing it together. So thank you so much, and I hope you get some sleep tonight.